All right, everybody, Bill Hoy here back with another Natural Law podcast. We're on episode eight. This is episode eight of my Natural Law audio recording podcast. Um, my uh, website is willhoy.com. Uh, you can get to it from Google and Bing, but it's a little bit of a a little bit of a, you know, it'll, you'll have to actually, um, you have to do a little work to get there, but I typed it in and it actually didn't come right in, but then it asked, do you want willhoy.com? I click on it and then it came up. So, you know, new website. So I guess it's still not completely on the top of the search engine. So you could also type in HTTPS colon slash slash willhoy.com. So, I'm also on mine's BitChute with some videos, bhoy333, that's B-H-O-E-Y-333, and this is my natural law podcast. Last week, we talked about the fundamental rule of natural law, rights are objective, talked about what is right, right is simply something that's right. That's what having a right is. To have a right means something, you can do something that is right and correct. And these right and correct things are bestowed on us by the creator. They're birthrights that are bestowed on us by the creator. And they're inherent, objective, right things in the universe, in nature, on, on earth. That's... You know, I talked about the Bill of Rights is just really universal, correct actions written down on paper. It's a correct action to defend yourself when someone attacks you. It's a correct action to carry around a firearm, to have firearms, to carry around a firearm. For your defense it's it's a <clears throat> correct action to use a firearm in a defensive role against a tyrannical government to defend yourself when agents of that government come to transgress against you and yes, that means using deadly force against the law enforcer, if need be. So that's exactly what that Second Amendment means. Folks, the Second Amendment actually really means, and I'm not into the Constitution at all. I'm, I'm, I know and understand natural law. I don't need to someone to write something down for me. But... Speaking of, you know, going inside the box, going into the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, the Second Amendment is about using deadly force against your own police and military if they're violating your rights, if they become tyrannical. And everyone wants to push that away. Oh, no, it's not the police. It's the politicians. Folks. The police here, I mean, the police and military 
are the enforcers. May are the primary enforcers. There's you know all different law enforcement type entities in this country, but and of course secret societies and agencies and you know the alphabet agencies and stuff like that. But just for argument purposes, the main enforcers are the police and military. And that is what the Second Amendment is about. And I've tried to pose, I, I've tried to tell, you know, my, I try to talk to many people about this, but my father especially. And I tried to hammer away him that in 1776, I think it was, in Lexington Square, <clears throat> Massachusetts, Boston, I think it was, I think it's Boston, it's Lexington Square. Um, The British were stopping and frisking the colonists, and the colonists said, "You know what? We're done with this." They were trying; they wanted to take their firearms. They wanted to take the colon. The British wanted to take the colonists' firearms, and the colonists said enough, and they, the colonists fired on the British. And folks, this is something that people just can't. This is something that people don't want to hear, or they just want to say, "Oh, that was a long time ago. That it doesn't apply to now." Absolutely applies to now. First thing, first thing, 1776, folks, was not that long ago. The Earth is like billions of years old. 1776, 250 some odd years is like a blip on a radar screen. It's not even a blink of an eye when it comes to and the amount of time this planet's been around. It's barely a blink of an eye when you compare to it to how long humans have been around, 100,000 to 200,000 years. But the colonists killed police. They did. The British military was acting in a police role. And here's the big one. Here's the big one. See, we're taught that the, in the Revolutionary War, we Americans, I'm from America once again. I know I said that, but I'm going to say it again. I'm from America. The USSA, the United Socialist States of America now, has been even before the CV-19 stuff. <clears throat> the British, people don't understand. See, we've been taught in history that the British were like some opposing force from another country. And that's not really true. See, folks, in the colonies, the British were us and we were them. The one thing they really don't harp on too much is that about with the Revolutionary War is most people like being British. Most people didn't see the British as an opposing occupying force. We were Britain. The British were us. When those colonists fired on the British, they were firing on themselves really pretty much. It was us versus us. The real truth is, folks, the Revolutionary War was really the first civil war. That was the first civil war. Because they always tell us <clears throat> about the civil war. Oh, father against son and 
family members against family members. That's absolutely what the Revolutionary War was. I'll give one example. Benjamin Franklin was against his own father. I'm, I'm pretty sure his father was, you know, Benjamin Franklin's, you know, was on the side of, of the revolutionaries and his father was on the side of the British. You know, I mean, this is, this is just the truth, folks. They, they, we're always taught history in different contexts and things are left out. And the real truth is the colonists killed police. The British were acting in a police role. And it's just really a shame that people cannot understand this concept. My own father couldn't understand it. Oh, that's a long time ago was his response. And you got a lot of people out there I see, you know, talking about, oh, you know, he's saying to just go out and kill police. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what happened at Lexington Square, folks. The colonists just didn't grab their firearms and just say, you know, let's just start shooting at these British soldiers. The British soldiers were stopping and frisking them. They were going from house to house and and taking the colonists' firearms. They were red flag gun lawing them. Red flag gun law. These colonists were going to take their firearms because... You know, we're, we're going to do it under so-called, you know, I'm just relating this to modern times. We're going to red flag gun law, the colonists, and the colonists weren't having it. Folks, let me tell you something. The revolutionaries of 1776 wouldn't stand for a minute for red flag gun laws. Wouldn't stand for a minute for red flag gun laws. And then, of course, you got also people will say, oh, he's a gun nut. I'm not a gun nut. Not a gun nut. I am a, an ex, I consider myself an extremist when it comes to natural law. And the understanding of our rights, that our rights are objective. And unfortunately, everyone should be like this. It shouldn't even be looked at as extreme to say our rights are objective. Shouldn't even be looked at as extreme. That should be the norm. And... I'm not telling anybody to do anything. All I'm trying to do is have a discussion about what's going on in this country. And we're in big trouble, folks. And unfortunately, I do think the guns are going to come out in this country. But they're going to come out in the wrong way. They're going to come out in, once again, the revolutionary sense. 
revolution, revolve, revolve around. Look at what happened, 1776, we've revolved all the way around to complete and total tyranny. I mean, I mean, I understand, not sure how to exactly put this, but the technology, I don't want to say the technology we have is more advanced because it's not advanced because true advanced technology is conscious technology and a conscious the technology we have is not conscious the technology we have is is control based and fear based and and about controlling people but i'll say the technology today is more conducive to controlling people better than it was back in 1776 But I, I lost my train of thought. Um, but the colonists, it's, I'll just say it's, it's the same. And we don't want another revolution. Okay, we don't want another revolution. Because what we've revolved around to is way worse tyranny than the colonists were experiencing. And once again, because, yes, you know, the technology is more suited to control people more. I'm not saying it's more advanced and more, you know, more, more advanced. It's not more advanced. Advanced technology is conscious technology. It's technology that frees us. It's technology that promotes abundance, not scarcity. It's technology that doesn't destroy our environment. It enhances our environment. But that's what I fear is going to happen. I do think the guns are going to come out. <clears throat> Man, whew. It is getting crazy. It is getting crazy with this mass stuff, dude. And it's crazy here in the United States, and it's crazier even out, out, you know, in these European countries, Australia, and all that's coming here. All that's coming here. And folks, we should be standing up not just for us here in America, but for everyone here in the, in the world. Should be standing up for everyone in the world. Because when, if anyone's enslaved in this world, everyone's enslaved. If Australia's enslaved, we're enslaved. If England's enslaved, we're enslaved. If Africa's enslaved, we're enslaved. Folks, people don't realize when, we, when others are enslaved, we enslave ourselves. And I know I'm... Um, Cutting a bit into this episode about last last uh, podcast, but this is very important to talk about, and I just fear that it's going to be a, a bogus, you know, guns up situation here in America where Trump doesn't get in and all the guns come out, and then 
the left uh, puppets of the dialectic are instructed to, to go balls to the wall with all this insanity, na nationwide mask laws and mandatory vaccines and all kinds of crazy stuff that's coming. That's coming regardless. Doesn't matter whether Trump gets selected or the left gets selected, Biden, Hillary Clinton, whatever they are. Um, but it's going to be a bogus guns up situation. Because it's going to be all a bunch of people who don't know and understand natural law. It's going to be all a bunch of people who are all my freedom kind of ideology people. It's going to be all people that want the violence of government to do what they want it to do. Instead of realizing that all government is violence and getting close to what the true revolution was back in 1776, which really, in my opinion, was the world's last chance. I, we're going to get one more chance here, folks. I, I do think we are, but I, I think we're going to blow it. I think we're going to blow it. Right here in America again. We got the second opportunity. First opportunity, 1776, we blew it. We, we didn't stick with the Declaration of Independence. We didn't uplift our consciousness because, yeah, there was slavery and destruction to the Native Americans, but we could have stuck with the Declaration, uplifted our confident, consciousness, our consciousness, and we could have begun to move away from the horrid practices of slavery and the destruction of the Native Americans. And understanding, hey, these Native Americans, this is their country, really. We really have no right to be here. So you know what? Let's 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 stop thinking that we own them and their land. Um, that's that's where we're going. That's where we're going here. And this is our last chance. And really, to be honest with you, I think 1776 was our last chance because, once again, people think, oh, we're so much more enlightened than we they were back then. Not, No way. Not even folks in some things, yes, but really not much. Very little, very little more informed and enlightened than they were back in 1776. Very little more informed. And when it comes to rights, I think I think most people understood more in America true natural rights than than we do now. And I'm just afraid this is gonna be a bogus revolution. Well, it's gonna be all those People who love their Second Amendment and their military, all that kind of stuff. Folks, the Second Amendment and the existence of a military are, are diametrically opposed. Second Amendment was, we did, the, sec, the whole idea of the Second Amendment was to not need a military. And of course, you'll hear all kinds of people <clears throat> trying to 
crack on the militia and oh the militia they were they were unorganized you know uh they weren't good fighters like your militaries let me tell you something folks look at the vietnam war the vietnamese I guess they're, I think they're the Viet Cong, like the, the, the freedom fighters. They were a militia. And look what they did to the American troops. And yeah, okay, there's arguments. We could have, we could have won that war if we did this and that. But you know what? We didn't. And those freedom fighters kicked our asses. And, I, and I'll tell you why I think that happened. Now, yes, I know we didn't. I understand that these wars are not fought to win. They're fought to keep war going on forever. That's the whole idea. But the truth is, <clears throat> to win that Vietnam War, we would, we would have had to kill the whole entire population, pretty much. We would have had to kill everybody. And that's the same concept as those men of the Revolutionary War. The only way the British were going to win the Revolutionary War is they were going to have to kill all the all the <clears throat> revolutionary colonists. Kill every one of them. And it's almost impossible once you drop a nuclear bomb. And you know, I kind of not exactly sure where I was going with this. But I really should get to our slide here. So I'm thinking about a lot of different things here, but going back to what I was talking about, this is this is not going to, you know, this, this is not going to be a revolution. You know, it's not going to be a revolution consciousness. Or not even, like, once again, the word revolution revolved to go around. I don't want to go around back again. And that's why I want people to understand natural law, but I just, I don't, I think 1776 was our last chance. I don't think this is going to be, I mean, we do have another chance. We have another chance to write this here in today's time. We have a chance to, to do this right again, but too many people just don't understand rights. Too many people just don't understand that rights are objective. They don't know what a right is. And yeah, these Trump people may, may bring out the guns, Trump doesn't get in, but it's going to be all for all for wrong. It's going to be all for wrong. I guess I'll just stop with that because I'm I'm losing my trains of thought because I'm trying to I don't want to I want to get this slide out today's today's slide out and that is I'm just going to go right to it so bottom line is I guess let me just sum it up I'm not saying go out and kill a policeman or a military soldier 
that would be a violation of natural law. Natural law, do not aggress towards others. But, like I was saying, in nature, in nature and inside the box of the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, the Second Amendment, is an amendment that observes our natural right to self-defense and self-defense in the form of deadly force and the whole purpose, in my opinion, of putting the Second Amendment in, in was to make people understand that you have the right to defend yourself against your own tyrannical government, which is what people really didn't, and were just starting to learn back then. I mean, most people knew, hey, if someone attacks me, I can defend myself, but people didn't realize, hey, if the king's army attacks me, I can defend myself against them. If my own, and they said, look, folks, if your own government attacks you, you can defend yourself with deadly force, if need be. And you got too many cowards out there. Oh, he's saying kill the police. You're a little, you're a little coward. That's what you are, a little baby. Go home and cry in your milk. I forget what the other babies or the other baby scenario was, but um, that's that's going to sum it up. Probably didn't touch on everything, but for now, I got plenty of time to go back over stuff. So I'll keep going over the stuff. Maybe, maybe I don't know. And we're at October fifth, twenty twenty. Waiting for the October surprise. You know what will be a great October surprise? Everybody turn off their televisions. Everyone turn off your televisions. Everyone, everyone, stop watching football and these stupid sports. And I used to watch football and baseball and stuff, but I mean, it's all entertainment. To and it's entertainment, not that entertainment's a bad thing, but especially what's going on now in this country, we need to not worry about entertainment. We need to be worried about our our, our livelihoods and our freedom. And these football players, you know, canceling football games because some football player tests positive for coronavirus. Come on, man. Why do people still watch this shit? Big, tough football players not playing a football game because they're afraid of a little virus. How many of you sports fans remember when Michael Jordan played the entire NBA Finals with the flu? Sick as hell. How many people died from that? And these football players... They're not, they're not big and strong enough to, 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 to play a football game because some guy has some little virus. <clears throat> Once again, folks, the PCR tests are so unreliable. But anyway, I'm not even getting into that. <clears throat> Why do we watch this shit? I mean, my question would be, don't these football players have like contracts and, and have a union? Don't you think 
these players, as far as whether or not they have some kind of flu virus, isn't isn't there? I mean, don't <clears throat> if it's not in a player's contract to be tested for this for this virus, isn't that a, a breach of contract? Isn't the union like, hey, wait a second, you know, these, these, you know, you want to test these players for coronavirus, you got to, you know, it's got to go under contract. What's going on here? Big tough football players can't play a football game because of a little virus. And many players will say, well, it's, you know, we want to play. It's just the league and all that. You know what? <clears throat> You know what, folks? I mean, I'm not saying there haven't been players that stood up for things in in the context of society, the knee in players and stuff like that, the players taking knees. But, <clears throat> folks, we have to stop watching the garbage. Stop watching it. But that's never going to happen. Fucking sky will be on fire. And people still be sitting home watching football, eating hot wings, drinking two liters of soda. Well, <clears throat> for that little rant, I was talking about, and I do a lot of ranting, folks. And you know what? People want to say, I rant. Oh, he, he rants. Don't listen to him. You know what? Yeah, I rant. Oh, well. I'm ranting about freedom. Not ranting about, you know, a quarterback on my favorite football team getting injured or something. But anyway, along with these objective rights, responsibilities that coincide with natural law. Nature provides freedom and life-sustaining resources for free. Okay. However, the continued opportunity, I'm reading from the slide now. However, the continued opportunity to access these treasures depends on human behaviors. Freedom does not necessarily mean living an easy life. That's one thing that's been associated with freedom, folks. You know, freedom, look at, you know, people look at freedom as synonymous with living a leisurely life and living a good life. And it can be. Folks, if we really knew and understood natural law, the, the world we could be living in would be... I'm not going to say a utopia because a utopia is a pipe dream. I'm talking about just a world of abundance. You know, the universe gave us this planet for abundance. And once again, you know, people want, oh, well, you know, people want natural law to solve all their problems. It's not going to solve all your problems. It's not going to solve all your problems. But it's going to solve 
the problem of slavery. That's the key to that's the key to enlightenment. All right. So continuing, it is our responsibility to do what is required to maintain our freedom and continue to assure that our life support systems are respected and not eliminated to the best of our ability. Once again, folks, this is what I'm reading from is my um, my presentation that I wrote about natural law. This is my content from my what I've learned. Back to the slide. When our free will rights are threatened, it is our right and duty in nature and to the Creator to defend our rights with physical force of reasoning does not work. A lot of what I was uh, talking about there a little bit. I'll give you I'll give you a scenario. Let's say you're ingesting, let's say the worst of the worst. You're 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 shooting up some heroin on a, on a park bench, and of course you know someone's going to call the cops on you. You know how that works. You're out on a park bench without a mask. Someone will call the cops on you these days. But you're out on a park bench shooting heroin. Once again, I think heroin use is disgusting, but if someone wants to use it, it's their right. But, and a policeman comes up to you and says, I'm going to kidnap you, place you under arrest for possession of a controlled substance. How about that? A controlled substance. Controlled substance. Who has the right to control a substance? No one. And of course, they call it controlled substances, but really, what's being controlled is our bodies. It's not the substance. It's not the substance. What's being controlled is our ability to ingest into our bodies what we want to ingest in our bodies, and that's bodily ownership. I've talked about that, or I've ranted about that. But anyway, that policeman says, I'm going to kidnap you. Now, the person then says to the policeman who is ingesting the heroin, says, you know, it is... This is my right to ingest what I want to ingest into my body. And you have no right to tell me I can't ingest this. <clears throat> I'm not harming anybody. Not threatening anybody. And then the policeman says, no, this is a controlled substance. And of course, you know, things they say along the lines, I have no choice. I have to do this or whatever. And then the person says it's, well, you know, person thinks to themselves who's about to be kidnapped, quote unquote, arrested. That's the euphemism. Call it arresting. 
arresting, arresting your ability to move, which is, which is kidnapping. It's kidnapping. And then the person thinks, hey, you know what? It's my right and duty in nature to defend my right to ingest. My body's my body to ingest what I want to in my body. With physical force, if reasoning does not work. Look, officer, please, I'm telling you, my body is in my body, and it's no one has the right to tell me what I can and cannot do with my body. As per the Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal. You do not have the right to tell me what I can and cannot do in my body, and I don't have the right to do the same thing either. But how, how, how well do you think that reasoning is going to work, folks? Huh? How well do you think that reasoning is going to work? <laughs> is it even worth talking about? And like I was talking about in 1776 with the colonists, like I was talking about with the Second Amendment, right to defend yourself against the transgression of a tyrannical government. And that policeman is acting on behalf of a tyrannical government trying to tell this person that they cannot ingest this into their body, that their body is the property of the policeman and his masters, not that person's own body. And this is what the Revolutionary War was about, folks. These concepts were first being brought to the bulk of humanity in that time, that our bodies do not belong to a king. Our bodies do not belong to a king, the king's henchmen. Nobody has a divine right to rule over me. These concepts were being presented. And we got to get back to this. And then that person, you know, with the, with the spiking up the heroin, has a right and a duty, folks. It's a duty. This is what people really don't understand. It's not our duty to blindly follow orders, folks. It's our duty to defend our rights by whatever means necessary against any kind of tyranny, whether it's a, a government enforcer, a, the policeman in a situation wanting to kidnap somebody, arrest, or if it's, a, if it's just like a street gang member wanting to kidnap you. But the Second Amendment wasn't meant for the for the street gang kidnapper. It was meant for the the government enforcer. It was meant for to to apply to defending yourself against pe against people who think that they have the right and other people think that they have the right to to own your body. These were the concepts. And I'll just finish it. And the heroin ingester has the right to. How can I best say this? He has the right to. 
kill the police officer or at least use deadly force and repel the officer's attack. If he uses deadly force, but it doesn't kill the police officer, but the police officer decides, you know what, I'm not going to aggress against this person anymore. That's sufficient enough as well. If someone attacks you and you defend yourself, but you don't kill them and they get away, that fine. I mean, at least for me, that's the way I see it. I'm not going to go chasing after them and try to really kill them. I mean, at least, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> if, I, if I repel their physical attack, that'll be good enough for me. <clears throat> but folks, it's just the truth. And I'm only talking about what the colonists did. <clears throat> and once again, you know, all these... All these assholes out here will say, oh, he's talking about just going out and killing police. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. All I'm saying is we need to start realizing that we have the right to defend ourselves with deadly force, if necessary, if reasoning doesn't work, against agents of our own government. That includes the military and police. And people just don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that we have that right. And we absolutely have that right. I don't want to kill anybody. I want reasoning to work. And what I see going on in the theater of the public, I don't see reasoning working. And if there is a revolution, it's not going to be people revolting with this kind of consciousness. It's not going to be people revolting, oh, government doesn't have the right to do these things and their enforcers don't have the right to do these things to us. It's going to be, it's going to be what the controllers of the world want. Us just fighting against ourselves, killing ourselves, and not relieving ourselves of the belief in government. And not relieving ourselves of the belief that other people have the right to own others' bodies and and that rights are 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 uh, subjective that's what they want they want the subjective rights well, we think we can use violence against people if they engage in certain activities we think we can arrest quote unquote kidnap people who <clears throat> engage in habits that we think are disgusting It's not going to be an enlightened revolution. It's going to be, uh, it's just going to be, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to take up arms against the left. And folks, you're playing right into their hands. And this is why I've been trying to reach these Trump supporters, 50% of Trump supporters that are 
in the freedom movement. And, uh, like, uh, you know, you know, patrons of Alex Jones and stuff like that, Infowars, trying to reach these people. You got to, you got to get out of that dialectic, man. You're under mind control. You're under mind control. All you police out there who think that you have the right to tell someone what they can and cannot put into their body, have in their body, ha have on their body, and soon to be what they're going to have to put into their body, mandatory vaccinations, you don't have that right. You don't. And once again, folks, I know there's good police out there who don't try to hammer people for drug possession. And there's good police out there that <clears throat> help people with transgressions of their property. I know there's good, there's police out there that, that solve problems without using violence. But first thing, they're very few and far between. And second thing, you're still a part of an organization that's ultimate mission is control and the destruction of rights, not the preservation of rights. The whole idea of the police, um, community policing came out of the slave patrols of the South and the gangs of the North. And I'm not telling anybody to kill anybody. I don't want to. Once again, I'm making it very clear. I'm opposed to all violence, all violence. I was talking on a <clears throat> my website weekly uh, commentary about, you know, a couple young thugs carjacking a guy and at gunpoint and beating on him and stuff. And then I was also talking about the state system that now has them in jail and they're punishing them. They're both wrong. They're both wrong. The state is wrong. The state, everything the state, everything the state <clears throat> so-called prosecutes people for, the state commits themselves. And the thugs, they're wrong as well. The thugs are wrong as well. I'm opposed to all violence. But I'm not a pacifist. Because there's nothing worse than a pacifist. You know, if somebody says, hey, you want to side with the KKK or a pacifist? I'm going to side with the KKK. Because at least the KKK, I'm sure, believes that if someone attacks them, they have the right to defend themselves with deadly force if necessary. A pacifist does not think that. That's how, that's how much I don't want anything to do with pacifists. And it's nice that you believe in nonviolence. That's great. But you also have to understand that it is our duty. It is our right and duty in nature and to the creator to defend our rights with physical force of reasoning doesn't work. That's what I would try to do. I would try to, if I was that heroin guy, going back to my little example, 
I would try to reason as much as I could with the officer. I really would. And folks, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't do any of those drugs, but I don't know what I'm going to do if, when it comes time for me to be kidnapped, quote unquote, arrested. I don't know what I'm going to do. <clears throat> but I know I'm going to, I, I can tell you this with certainty, it's not going to be automatic. I'm just going to turn around, put my hands behind my back and stick my butt out. Okay. Folks, the, the point I'm really trying to get through is we got to start thinking about this stuff. We got to start contemplating it. We got to start understanding natural law and how it works. Post all violence. Post all violence. I'd love to go so much more into the whole violence of government and the police and stuff like that. I just, I, I really want to finish <clears throat> this slide and, you know, these are, these are the responsibilities, folks. Where am I going? These are responsibilities. Our right and duty to defend our rights with physical force of reasoning doesn't work. These are the responsibilities and people don't want these responsibilities. They want someone else to take those responsibilities on. And yes, I'm back to the slide. Yes, this is a right and a duty. In addition, I'm referring to deadly force if necessary. I already, I already covered that. That's a responsibility that people don't want. I just don't understand what is the big deal with talking about, I'll ask you this. Let's say uh, you're in Los Angeles and a, a blood street gang member comes up to you and and tells you to put your hands behind your back and they're going to tie you up and take you to their to their lair. You wouldn't think twice about fighting and killing that blood gang member. But then when a policeman does it to you, it's the same thing. But people can't. Oh, my God. It, it strikes fear in people to even think that, you know, to, to even think about fighting against the policeman, let alone killing the policeman, just, just, just resisting, just running, just running away. People think you're bad. Running away. How about that? Running away from a policeman. They think you're bad, which is more than likely what I probably would do if I was the, the heroin user on the street bench, I would more than likely run away. That's more than likely what I would try to do from police is walk away from them or run away from them. Because I'm not, folks, I am not a person who likes engaging in physical confrontations. That's not me. But, you know, people think even running away with people, <clears throat> you try to run away from police, good Samaritans would probably, so-called good Samaritans, would, would like try to tackle you and bring you down and help get you down for the policeman. Whereas if a Blood Street gang member wanted to, to kidnap you and throw you in a cage, you run from the Blood kidnapper, no one would try to help the Blood, the, the, the blood gang member. It's a belief in authority. 
We're all taught that obedience is a virtue and obedience to your government and your police is a virtue in life. And that's total bull. It's total bull. It's unbelievable. Even running from a police officer, people would want to see you get harmed. But these are things I just wanted to get forward and get clear. It's what the Second Amendment's for. And it's our responsibility. Second Amendment is, once again, it's inside the box. I'm not a constitutionalist. I don't need a constitution. Declaration of Independence is good enough for me. Don't even need that. I know that I know and understand and live my life in accordance at, to the best of my ability. It's a it's always a work in progress, but in, in accordance with natural law. And folks, I don't want any confrontations with anybody. I don't want confrontations with police. I want to be left alone. And you know what? People say, oh, you know, just be a good little boy, pay your taxes, do whatever the your government rulers want you to do, and you won't have any problems. For the most part, that is, for the most part, that's true. But you know what? I, I really don't want to pay their taxes anymore. Taxation is robbery. I don't want to get their licenses and their permits and their registrations and all that stuff. Folks, drivers, driving is not a privilege, folks. It's a right. It's an action. Once again, what is a right? A right is an action that does not harm another sentient being. Driving a car to the, to the store to, to get some groceries is, is not harming another sentient being. And these responsibilities, people don't want these responsibilities. They... People want to just lean on saviors. Trump's going to save us. Jesus is going to save us. Jesus Christ is going to return. He's going to save us, folks. I'll tell you right now, the minute Christ returned, the CIA would take him out. And you know what? If the CIA didn't take him out, if he wasn't sharing, if he wasn't putting a cell next to Julian Assange, eventually his own followers would... would want him killed especially as soon as jesus decided to come out and you know tell everybody that all the meat eating they're doing is immoral that'd be it he'd be back on the cross be back on the cross in a minute as soon as jesus told them that the police the institution of police is immoral institution of military is immoral that'd be it he'd be done but <clears throat> truth is the man himself in the story is never is not returning. But in a sense, actually, all all that stuff in the Bible it's all allegories. It's all allegories. 
The whole story of Jesus Christ is all a bunch of allegories. Stories, symbols, symbols representing stories. I want to talk more about this, but I didn't really get to it. I was talking about other stuff, but. You know, it's. You got to think of the son of God, not S-O-N of God. It's the son, S-U-N. It's That's what it is. It's son worship. The son of God returning. <clears throat> the fact that Jesus is about to return, it's, it's 5.45 a.m. in New Jersey, in the United States. And I guess probably in about another, I don't know when sunrise is, but another 30 minutes, Jesus will be returning. The son of God will be returning. That's what it's all about. It's about the sunrise, sunset, Jesus walking on water. That's the sunrise, the sun shining over the water. It's, it's all allegories, folks. It's not that the story itself in the Bible isn't a story about natural law. It's a great story. And I'm sure that kind of stuff has happened to people, you know, who have tried to speak truth to power and and break up the whole and to teach people that kings don't have the right to own you kings don't have the right to kill you if they want to i'm sure there were many teachers of natural law out there that were killed and folks people don't like to hear this in the story jesus was killed by the police of the day the Roman centurions were the police of the day, and they killed Jesus Christ. The police killed Jesus Christ. You try to tell that to a Christian, they can't even, they'll just short circuit. You want to short circuit a Christian, tell them that one. They'll absolutely short circuit. And that'll show you right there. I wanted to cover this more in detail. Maybe I'll get to it next week, but I didn't get to it. But To show you how much bunk all religions are, find, or a church, find a church that's really talking about freedom. Find a church that's talking about how all militaries are immoral organizations of violence. Instead of like the church that my mother goes to. Send out care packages to them. Ooh, let's send a care package out to the to the soldiers who, unfortunately, most of them think that they're doing the right thing. Unfortunately, they're not. I was in a death cult in the military. I didn't join the military because I wanted to murder people. I joined the military because I wanted to defend our freedoms and rights and go on adventure. And it's all bogus. It's all bogus. Folks, if you want adventure, you could, you could do adventure on your own. You don't need to join the military for adventure. You don't need to join the military if you want to jump out of an airplane. Go jump out of an airplane if you want to. But these, the whole, you know, there are good stories of consciousness in the Bible, but the whole Bible is really, the whole things are, are allegories borrowed from ancient Babylonian stellar worship religions. I'll, I'll get more into that next week, but I'm not going to continue much over 
I, I like to just keep it in an hour and just keep it there. And that's it. So, till next episode.